Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the seat of the cab with me, your host, Mr. Nigel Williams. First, let me take a moment to read a uh, to read a post on LinkedIn from Johnny Doyle, UK and International Events Coordinator, and quote: "Huge rant time." For the second Christmas and year running, we are all being held hostage again by unions and rail strikes. Covid destroyed enough. Now we deal with this for over 18 months. Seeing thousands of happy festive people at King's Cross last night with no way to get home. Trains cancelled. All over the place is disgusting. No staff to do anything, let alone direct, guide people. Just empty boards saying basically, find your own way home. And now today, service is cancelled one week after cancelled one after the other, ruining millions of people's weekend plans. Our incredible events, hotels, hospitality, bars, clubs, restaurants, charities, theatres, retail industries and tens of thousands of businesses who supply them, who between them employ millions, and all the wonderful festive events organised are once again fighting to survive another Christmas period, with everything being stacked against them. Millions of hard-working British people, small business owners, need these four weeks to simply make it into 2024, and once again our transport network is being used against us. When is enough enough? Thousands of party bookings, events, festive exhibitions and charity events, restaurants and hotel reservations, Event tickets and planned family and friends get-togethers are in jeopardy once again. So whatever laws are passed to ban strikes particularly right now, this government and the next need to enforce immediately. End quote. So, I'm simply going to say this. That whenever... Unions and activist organisations actively work against the general public. They end up losing all support from the general public. Doctors, nurses, hospital staff, the NHS strikes, they simply ruined the support from the public. Just stop oil. Everybody recognises that there is a, inverted quote, need to reduce our reliance on fossil fuels and imported petrochemicals, oil and gas. We recognise there is a need for a change to a more sustainable future. We recognise that. But handcuffing yourself and supergluing yourself to railings and tarmac and climbing all over trains and running onto live runways, flying drones into live airspace over airports, disrupting the general public, does not aid your cause. When you create the maximum disruption, it is akin to terrorism. And that's not hyperbole. 
don't think for a moment that that is hyperbole because it's not. I consider that to be akin to terrorism because it's economic terrorism. Think about what that man Johnny Doyle just spoke about. Hospitality. Hotels. Restaurants. Bars. Clubs. Not to mention all of the retail shopping that was going to take place that now isn't. And what will those people do? What will those people do when they can't go into town? They're going to buy online. In very much the same way as today, I was unable to pay for parking with coins as I traditionally would have. I had to download the parking app and I had to pay by phone using my credit card. So how exactly are we supposed to carry on as we did? Well, we're not, are we? Because union bosses that are preempting and leading these strikes don't want us to. Their paymasters are exactly the same paymasters that control government, that are exactly the same paymasters that are in control of the open borders mass immigration lobby that's flooding our country with illegal immigrants from all over the all over the world for whatever reason they're the same people who were in charge of the covid fiasco which shut down literally every small business while the multinational global corporations were allowed to essentially carry on business as usual So is this not an attack on our lifestyle? This is forced transition into a new paradigm. And we haven't had that. We haven't had this forced transition. Not here in the West anyway. Society has always gradually, over time, morphed. There's always been this metamorphosis from, from one genre to the next. And there's been a gradual change and a shift. But now it's being forced to suit agendas from various different people, various different countries, with agendas. Agendas that suit them. Agendas that suit the, the policies that they want to enforce. And the lifestyles that they want to enforce. Now that's, that's fine. But it's yet unclear to me exactly what they want. Do they want to become rich? Because if they want to become rich then they should be 
feeding people what they want. Not changing their habits. And pushing them to do something else. Because it's, we all know the six week rule don't we? The six week rule is. When you want to break a habit. You stop doing something for six weeks. And you no longer do that thing. So traditionally every Friday without fail. You bought a Chinese. You finished work on a Friday night. You went to the Chinese. You picked up a chingy. Four pack of lager, went home, ate your Chinese, drank your lager, got up Saturday morning, went to the calf. Well, COVID broke that routine, didn't it? Because it shut down, it shut down your ability to do that. Unless you were lucky enough to have uh, places that were that were doing online. So of course that pushed everything into. Ordering online, you no longer went to the chinky to get your Chinese. You ordered your Chinese online. So you didn't frequent that business. You didn't go to that place. Which meant that you didn't do something that you always traditionally had done. So now you're ordering online. Well, why do they want your ordering online? Well, they want your ordering online and using their apps. So that they can harvest your data. Is it all about data harvesting? See, I've I've had this question about data harvesting for for years, <laughs> ever since I first learnt about data harvesting, and um, I kept wondering to myself, what exactly is so important about harvesting my data? Because it's still unclear to me that my data has any value or any significance whatsoever. Because at the end of the day, what you really need to do, if you're a business, is you need to create fucking awesome products. You need to provide fucking awesome experiences. You need to give me the fucking creme de la fucking creme. And I'm going to buy that shit. You need to make it good enough. But you need to make it affordable enough. You need to give people that personal experience. At a price they can afford. And that's the secret to making money. That's the secret to doing business. But what it seems to be today is most businesses, so it seems, they couldn't give two fucks. Public services, again, couldn't give two fucks. They don't really care if they get your business or not. So ultimately, unions... The unions are in a 30-year cycle, aren't they? The unions have become powerful again. Will they meet the same Thatcher mentality from 1979? Where they created so much discontent and so much disharmony that it took a really strong leader to come in and say, do you know what, fuck you, 
I'm going to fucking smash you into oblivion. And she did. And look at the fucking poverty in those areas that ensued. The coal unions. The automotive manufacturing unions. The maritime and ferry unions. She broke them. She broke them all. She fucking broke them all. And I'm not saying that fair, that I'm not, you know, I, I've, I've long enjoyed my own personal way of thinking about things. Where I've been able to flip flop, essentially, between opinions. But I've been able to vary my opinions. And I've been able to change my mind. I've not been entranced in one particular mindset. And I've, I've enjoyed that. Because it's allowed me to, to think about my positions on various different so subjects and topics. I'm not saying that there's no place for unions. I do think there is. I do honestly think that there are places for unions. I do. But the current heavy-handed tactics being used to terrorise the British public right now, I think they're going to backfire. I think they're going to backfire to the point where people say, do you know what, we don't actually support this and we don't support you. And uh, yeah, we think we're going to do something else. How can you say we support net zero and simultaneously hold the general public to ransom with rail and tube strikes? I don't know. If you've got any thoughts on this, if you want to get in touch, you know exactly where to find me. Nigel Williams on Facebook and LinkedIn. Email from the seat of the cab at gmail.com. And I'll catch you in the next one. Take care, folks. Bye bye.